Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, you said something, as usual, that I wanted to expand on that I thought was a really interesting point. You said shortcuts are the main currency amongst humans. Mm -hmm. So what is a shortcut and why is it so critical? Why is it a main currency among human beings? Well, I've spent 77 years among humans. And, you know, I've gained some insight into when things work for other people and uh, when they don't work. And what I've really, really noticed is that the worst possible way to spend your life is figuring out everything for yourself and doing everything for yourself. I, I don't think there's a worse existence. One is because you're only good at doing certain things. So, if you have to do everything, mostly you're spending your time in frustration and failure. And the other thing is you only are good at knowing certain things. And yet, if you have to know everything, a lot of what you think is either inaccurate or it's wrong. <laughs> so true. No, it's just wrong. I mean, you just have the wrong information. You have the wrong knowledge. You have useless knowledge. You know a lot of things, but most of it just is not accurate and it's not useful, okay? And you can have an incredibly high IQ. As a matter of fact, if you have an incredibly high IQ, and when I mean high, generally an IQ test, anything over 140 is considered genius, and that's one person in a 1,000. So out of a 1,000 babies born, one of them is going to have an IQ over 140. And the other thing is that, 100 IQ in 2020 is a lot smarter than 100 IQ in 1920. Mm -hmm. So they continually revise whatever goes as an IQ test or an intelligent test. These tend to be revised. So you can have the same number as 100 years ago, but you're a lot smarter. And part of it is we're a lot more stimulated by our surroundings. And therefore, we have to, you know, create thoughts that are new thoughts. We're constantly being forced to adapt in 2020 in a way that nobody had to adapt in 120. Just news. I mean, just news, you know. I mean, 24 hours of news in 2020 is a lifetime of news in 1920. So you didn't have to adjust that much. So we've gotten smarter simply because we're forced to. And there's a lot more personal freedom for us who live, you know, in North America or we live in Europe or, you know, but just generally. And then we have, you know, the means of being informed, you know, radio, television, the Internet, iPhones, you know, everything. So there's just this constant need to take in new information, adjust, and it makes us smarter. But from the standpoint of thinking you have to do everything on your own and having to know everything for yourself, you can just be as stupid in 2020 as you were in 1920. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you would get further ahead being stupid in that way in 1920 than you would in 2020. Okay. Very true. So this is just leading up to the fact that I got it really early in life. I think I was maybe six years old and I kind of got what life was all about. And one of the things is just um, being useful to big people. 
Yeah. I tried out being useful to the same size people and there's no reward. Mm-hmm. There's no reward for a six-year-old being useful to another six-year-old, but there's enormous reward for a six-year-old being useful to somebody who's 10 years older, 20 years older, 30 years older. A little useful six years old really, really gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's never left you. No, that's it. And, you know, it's not like I, you know, I had the complete hold on what it was going to be to be really successful myself because, I, you know, you're six years old. You got a very limited scope and you got a very limited sense of who you are, but it grows. And I find being useful really grows you fast, okay, mm-hmm. because you find out that everybody loves useful. Everybody loves useful. And so it took me a couple of decades to understand what useful meant. And it meant that you were a shortcut. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. You were a shortcut in other people's lives. In other words, in their thinking, if they talk to you, you could give them information that was useful Mm -hmm. and it saved them a lot of time. Or in terms of your skills, if they gave you the task or if you took a undertook getting things done, that was a shortcut of time for them. So more and more as you know, we've fully engaged. So my last, you know, almost 50 years of my life now is just about one kind of person on the planet and that's a successful entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. In 2024, it'll be 50 years that I've been coaching entrepreneurs. And Entrepreneurs are the shortcutters of shortcuts. So every entrepreneur is a far better shortcut than anyone who's not an entrepreneur. Ooh, I love it. And that's why entrepreneurs get to be free of other people's rules is because being outside of the rules of other people and being outside of other systems, they're constantly coming up with shortcuts which are valuable to people who are in systems. Okay. They don't want the shortcutters to belong to the organization, but they do want the shortcuts. And shortcuts can be ideas that are better. There could be ways of communicating that are better, ways of deciding that are better, ways of getting things started and getting finished faster. So any activity where people are frustrated, it's too hard, it takes too long, even when we get done, it's not good, and someone else can show a shortcut to actually faster, easier, cheaper, bigger, you're a star. And one of the things I find, and this came out of a a workshop you were in this week, I think, was that, you know, entrepreneurs are pretty aware of how the problems that they're solving and things that were frustrating them. So they came up with a shortcut, but they're also incredibly open and hungry for other people's shortcuts. Mm -hmm. It's the currency. I mean, I think it's the currency of the human race, but the vast majority of people aren't aware of this. They think it's about a lot of other things. Entrepreneurs are compelled, certainly, you know, because no one is guaranteeing their security, no one's guaranteeing their success. They are compelled by the path in life that they've chosen to become shortcutters. So since they know why they're valuable, then they double down on it. And so they hang out with other entrepreneurs who are shortcutters and they're trading shortcuts. We use a time frame of 90 days as your 
next growth period. And a happy 90 days is where they've acquired a lot of new shortcuts. <laughs> it's so true. And if they're not finding shortcuts, they're frustrated. And Dan, you had a secondary point to this. You say people who do it the long way are incredibly boring. People who show us how to do it the short way are impressive and are heroes. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I have a deeper understanding of myself, of entrepreneurs, which I find very, very, just very insightful. But it's true. It's like if we're not finding shortcuts, we're grumpy. But when we do find someone who can do it, we're so appreciative of that. Yeah. I think anyone who's been an entrepreneur, when you talk to them about their formal schooling, like when they were in actual school, I'm not going to say that they hated it, but the best I can say about most entrepreneurs that I know who are really successful is that they were very, very indifferent to their school experiences. As a matter of fact, what they did outside of school was more interesting to them, you know, from age four now, I guess, age four till their early 20s, is that it was something that they had to go through. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, a lot of them were already involved in entrepreneurial activities at a very early age, some of them, you know, under 10 years old, mm-hmm. you know, they were uh, packaging things and selling them and organizing things and getting paid for it. That was completely outside the framework and completely outside the knowledge of the school system. And even when they were in the school system, the friction that they had mostly with their teachers came, not that they didn't get the results, they're really fast. The entrepreneurs really fast. They get the results. They didn't use the teacher's methods to get to the results. Mm-hmm. And the teacher said, if they don't use my method, they don't understand the result. And the entrepreneur said, if I get the result, what do I care about your method? <laughs> oh, so true. I mean, Kathy Colby, we have long talks about this. And I mean, we're 100% in agreement on this point that entrepreneurs don't care about methods to get to results. They care about results, and then they create their own better methods than other people have to get to desirable results. So the whole currency of entrepreneurism is shortcuts to bigger results. Mm, I love it. So Dan, if someone wants to become more attuned to it or to up their game in terms of identifying their own shortcuts or tapping into other people's, what's an action item that someone could pick up on? Yeah, anything that you're doing that's hard to do, shortcut this by getting someone else to do it. So who, not how? Who, not how. Very good. Any result that you get that you feel absolutely no reward from getting it, either don't go for that result or get someone else to get the same result that doesn't involve you. Mm. And one good way of getting other people to get results for you is to make a lot of money so that you can pay them. That's the reason never to make money. Checks are, yeah. Yeah. I have to explain with younger people what a check is now, but it's kind of like your credit card, you know? (laughs) Well, maybe not like your credit card, but the app on your iPhone that you go like this. Yeah. My kids know because they get them from their grandparents and they take a picture with their phone, which goes immediately into their bank application. (laughs) It's just (laughs) very fun. Yeah. But they've never owned a checkbook in their life and they probably never will, which is cool. And the other thing that strikes me, Dan, is for people to appreciate when they're the shortcut or that what they've created and to document and package and make it available. Because I know that sometimes people will take, for example, their own unique ability 
for granted. You know, they don't see it as special when in fact it's an incredible shortcut for a ton of other people. Well, you know, Shannon, you and I are shortcuts to each other. Okay. Very true. And what we're doing right now is a great example of how we shortcut each other. So you've committed to producing a podcast series and you know that the only thing you have to do to get a podcast is to catch an idea. You know, it could be somebody else's idea or it could be my idea you've heard and just write it down. And then when we have our next podcast, all you have to do is read out the idea to me and ask questions. And it's good for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, none of which I thought about before. Okay. The other thing is that if you ask me to put together a podcast series, I wouldn't know where to start. Okay. But I avoid all that trying to figure out what to talk about on a podcast because you always ask me questions and I create a podcast. So both of us have shortcutted each other. Mm-hmm. Great point. And the other thing is you're a phenomenal interviewer. And one of the things I've found very, very difficult to do in life is interview myself. <laughs> I think almost anybody would. Well, thank you, Dan. And we have other people who provide shortcuts in terms of the recording and the producing and the Packaging and getting it out. And yeah. So really successful systems are just having great people who are great at shortcutting something and then just taking all the successful shortcuts and putting them into systems. You know, that's what technology is. I mean, it could be either come in the form of superb human teamwork or superb human teamwork that's become technology, but it's all shortcuts, you know. I love it. It's a whole other slant on teamwork too, which is another way to think about it, which is really interesting. So I love this, Dan, the fact that shortcuts are the main currency amongst humans and that entrepreneurs are the ones who are really you know, the ones actively paying attention to me is a very exciting thing to think about. There's a lot of bother in society right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, one of my shortcuts is that I don't watch television and I don't involve myself in social media and very few people have my phone number and very few people have my email. Mm -hmm. But my day is filled up with dozens of projects where I'm in great teamwork with people so it's not like I'm a isolated hermit somewhere, but I'm fully activated and engaged with people. And every quarter I engage with 500 entrepreneurs in our workshops, which have become even bigger shortcuts since we've gone to Zoom and people don't even have to travel to get to the workshop programs. So the thing that I find is that Life is full of shortcuts. I mean, name any human activity and the best people at that activity are the shortcutters. Mm. You know, you could name anything, arts, industry, sports, entertainment, finances, everything. The best people in any one of those activities are the best shortcutters of taking advantage of other people's shortcuts. What a great way to think about that. Yes. Yeah. And here's the thing. What should I say about the people who are not shortcutters. I know lawn is one of the words, uh, you know, you got- Boring, boring is another. Yeah, but it's the lawn ways. I'll just call them the lawn ways. The lawn way arounds, you know, there's a lot of people who are what I would call lawn way arounds. And they're more educated, they're more trained. The lawn way arounds are much more educated. They've gone through 
much more training and education to one day get paid decently for being a long way around person. Mm -hmm. Okay. These individuals are the source of all envy in society because they've been told that if they get this education and they get these credentials, they will be the most important people in society. But every day they can see a bunch of shortcutters who don't have their education, don't have their training, are getting more rewarded than they are. Certainly financially, they're getting much more rewarded. And it makes them very, very envious. And so what they would like to do is to create restrictions and barriers so that the shortcutters can't shortcut. <laughs> That's my analysis of all the bother in society is that there's a lot of anger on the part of long way arounds for the shortcutters. And neither of them can help themselves. It's just the way they are. Mm. <laughs> what a great analysis, Dan. Thank you. Thank you.